I'm suiting up. Welcome to Dr. 3, a Hearthstone podcast dedicated to giving you explosive growth and climbing the standard rank ladder. I'm your host, Daring Alkaline, and along with me are my fellow hosts, Deliver and Major Death. See, I'm, 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 yeah. I'm back to one, back to one. <laughs> <laughs> so let's move on to last week's poll question, which we got a lot of response on. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yes, thank you, everybody. We got an outpouring of feedback on last week's poll question. We were talking about the the quality of life feature of being able to move decks around. So we said, what quality of life feature would you like to see added to Hearthstone next? We had 56 votes, and with 32%, just over 32% of the votes, more deck slots got the win. I think with the 10th, 10th class and only 18 spots, I definitely got some replies saying, I wanted to vote for this more than once and that sort of thing. So that's how, how much that is is wanted. 30.4% said auto squelch, a uh, feature that I think they've said they'll never do, but you know we could keep hoping, can't we? 23% said more deck building options. So, and, and somebody even said like, I want to be able to put 35 cards in and then pull five out. And, and that's exactly what we were talking about during the, during the, the uh, podcast last week, 14, 14.3% said other, uh, some examples of the other were the ability to share deck codes with friends in the client uh, tournament mode came up or anything, <laughs> any other best of one, games within the client uh somebody said stats they'd like to see some in-game stats uh maybe along the lines of what you get from battlegrounds you know not super super deep delve like you can get elsewhere potentially if you're uploading your stats somewhere and then uh our good friend yellow dart said he wants a button that removes the the squelch feature from the opponent for the game so that when he's emoting you're seeing it so that's so evil that's that is he he is a uh, aggro player he likes hitting leroy to face and now that he doesn't have leroy i mean you got to give him something there i guess true, so though those were the responses thank you everybody who uh voted in this poll question we've got one at the end of this episode so look for that. All right, we're moving into news. So unless you've been hiding in Iraq, we have had 17.2.1 patch announced and released. Um, this, I will this, this announcing it on a Friday, Thursday, Friday, and yeah. then implementing it the following Monday before we get a chance to even talk about it is come on, Blizzard, give us give us at least an opportunity to talk about it. I mean, they could have done this like three and a half weeks ago and, and like the meta wouldn't have changed all that. <laughs> it's the, I mean, I feel like these are pretty, pretty self, uh, uh, you know what I'm trying to say anyways. So I will throw the, uh, the patch notes into the, uh, into the show notes as always. So main, main points and we'll go through everything here. But uh, just a you know Reader's Digest buffs to paladins and shamans, uh, nerf to demon hunter, rogue hunter, warlock, and warrior. So let's uh, let's start by going down everything here. So first up we have paladin um, Aldor attendant old cost two. It was a two three. Now it is a one cost one three. What do we think about this? I think out of all the buffs that we've seen so far in the meta. This one is the biggest one. Oh, yeah. Um, being able to have so much more flexibility in the early game, and I don't know if you've seen Libram Pally on ladder, if you've played recently. I'm currently 6-1 of my list. Now, don't get excited. doesn't mean it's insane deck. I think it's a tier 2-ish deck, um, but it's got playability now. It has some strong strengths. still has the same weaknesses it has. Um, I really like the cycle versions, but being able to play a one mana one three, great stat line. We've seen a lot of one mana one threes get nerfed. It's a good card, solid card for the deck. Yeah, I was gonna say like one a one mana one three is like the probably the best stat line you can get on a one drop. So like, 
and it kind it kind of sets up really well for like the hand of a doll mm-hmm. and and the uh, the adventure card that pulls the lowest cost minion and buffs it. call to adventure if you're, if you're yeah if you're if you're running that card and like just getting the the Libram package reduced I mean you cutting the cost from two mana to one mana is huge because you can always there there's always situations it seems like especially in decks like I think that deck is where it's a bit more mid game to controlling than an a more aggressive style deck you're mm-hmm. always going to have a mana that you could just drop this on and, and like you said it it just is a great starter on turn one it, it fits it, it does a, a lot and it, and it also allows you to potentially right away put the the wisdom on it correct because that's a that's a one mana and it goes down to zero or no it's, it's a two, two mana. mana so you can put it on turn turn two on, which you couldn't turn two you, you could drop two Librams of wisdom on it and make it a three five if you have them in your and hand the second eldor yeah yeah exactly so i mean yeah and that was like one of the problems when i was when the, the expansion came out i was trying cure pally in Libram packages and like there was just two drops you didn't have anything to do on turn one so giving a very solid turn one play is great so like that's i think this is probably like if you're playing paladin you 100 percent of the time you're hard mulligan for this card it furthers your game plan and it's a good one drop so agreed yeah yeah okay so shaman uh so we have torrent old cost four new cost five so um other way around Yes, yeah, sorry. Yes, the old cost was five. The new cost is four. It deals eight to uh, eight. It deals eight to a, a minion. If you play a last a spell last time turn, it costs three less. Is that right? One man. A one man. Yeah. Do uh, do eight damage to a minion seems good. Yes. Yeah, that's. Uh, we we paid five mana for that in the past. True. I mean, you're still paying it right now if you're playing Rolling Fireball. <laughs> so, sure, but I'm just saying, you know. Yeah. No, I I agree. It's uh, this is this is definitely an improvement. Um, I don't know that how much it raises Shaman's state in the world, but um, this is a good tool now. Like, this is definitely a good control tool. So if you want to play like a more controlly, if you're watching Brian Kibler and be like, I want to do that. Like <laughs> this is more of a tool that for you. So um, next up we have shattered rumbler. It was, it's a five mana. Uh, it was a four, six. Now it is a five, six. If you cast a spell last turn deal two damage to all minions. So I mean, so I'll go ahead and make the joke. Well, now it's susceptible to shadow word death. <laughs> you made it worse. <laughs> but now it trades into shield of Galakron cleanly. That's fair. And I- uh, the two damage AOE, I, I don't I definitely could be really nice if, if you can get that to pull off in addition. But I mean, the difference between four and five attack, we've seen it with like Faceless Corruptor and stuff. That that's pr- a pretty big difference. Mm-hmm. And suddenly has it. This can now trade into the uh, Priestess of Fury that we're going to be talking about here after <laughs> a little bit. So it's it's definitely I I think it's it, it it's it's a big improvement. Whether or not it's a big improvement that that lends itself. To a deck is another story. Yes, I agree a hundred percent. That's a very fair way of putting it. It's it's just better to have five attack than four, and that's that's a world of a difference, and it's a good break point. So, is this does this lend itself to a control shaman? Still, I I don't know, but you know, as of right now, probably not. Um, and then final shaman buff we have is the lurker below. Uh, is it six mana? It's, it's six mana deal three mana three damage to a minion if it kills it uh, d- uh repeat to the minion on its left or right i can't remember I think it just says to a neighbor or something. To oh neighbor, you too yeah. 
So you you could if there's a board of three health minions, it can chain it down. It was a six three, now it's a six five, which seems more reasonable for what you're paying for. Like it's I mean really you can you can actually run it as as a body now before like you had to have get gotten a lot of value off the battle cry and now it's like yeah, if I kill one minion and do three to another, it's still a six five on the board. So I feel like it's a solid, solid upgrade for the Lurko below. Right, for sure. Um, and one thing to note, I mean, they realized that three health was not cutting it, not even close. They bumped it up to a whole two extra to five. Um, a my teammate Hart, he um he plays over in Europe. Um, so he's playing shaman for some reason but he's all right. <laughs> so let me get the, he's playing on the more competitive server and he's playing shaman gotcha got gotcha. right uh but he just recently got a uh, galakron shaman to work with i believe all of these i don't know if torrent's in the list or not but i know shattered rumbler and lurker below are and um and i believe i don't i need to look at the list again but he just recently got a um list uh retweeted or a post about uh, hs replay made of his deck and it's interesting i haven't given it a shot yet because i don't want to play the worst class in hearthstone but it's might be interesting i i would imagine it'd be interesting to play if you're mm-hmm. looking for something different like that's just like one of those like off meta decks if you're looking for something that you're marching to the beat of your own drum, essentially, and not just going right. with the, the Demon Hunter, Rogue, Mage Train, so. Speaking, sure. speaking, oh, go ahead, Nate, I see your. Well, I was just going to say that now now it's like, this is actually a turn six play. It's the same yeah. stat line as a Fire Elemental, and there have been points where Fire Elemental was worth playing, and, you know, this is obviously a one of versus that being a two. You could do a two of. But it always felt like if you were going to play the Lurker below, you needed to have an Evolve Lackey to play with it. So that way then you uh, act- <laughs> you, you actually got, like, a decent statted minion out of, out of this after it got done doing the battle cry. It's Now it actually is a body on top of the battle cry, not just the battle cry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Well, now let's look at who got hit with the nerf bat. So, first up we have Demon Hunter. Priestess of Fury. Old was a 6-7 for 7. New is 6-5 for 7. Like, I don't understand how they thought a 6-7 that could be brought out on turn 5 was a good idea. Oh, wait, did I mention better Ragnaros? Oh, wait, did I mention it's an epic, so you can put two of them in the deck? Like, this was just long overdue. Like, this is not even remotely, like, this just seems simple to me. Like, it's like, this thing was too hard to kill. And, like, if you're saying, if if it can only come out on turn seven or turn six with the coin, I can maybe agree with the stat line, even though it would annoy me. But the fact that it can be made cheaper is the problem is the fact that it essentially can be played on turn five very easily. So six, seven, what are you going to do to deal seven damage to a minion who just hit you for six between your board? You might not have anything left on board. So finally Mm -hmm. there's something that like you could fireball it. You could, there's a lot more options you have. It's a lot easier of a goal to obtain now that you can, now that it's at five health. So, I mean, that's, I've had a personal grudge against this card just because I felt, I was like, wait, I'm reading this wrong, right? This is Ragnaros that I can put two in my deck, but he's, she's better than Ragnaros and you can pour out, pour out on five. So I ran right. over, ran over. <laughs> my, what I find hilarious about this nerf in particular is that it is going to be driving people to be playing the better list which yes. doesn't play the high role of trying to get Priestess on 5. Granted, nothing, I don't think anything in the format beat Priestess on 5, but if you didn't have Priestess on 5, the other list is just strictly better. Um, now, the nerf 
coming up in Demon Hunter, I think that was actually the biggest hit in yes. the entire nerf hits. Um, but Priestess going down to six, uh, 7 health to 5 health is significant and feels less bad for sure. It, it's th- this. <laughs> this is a really powerful card. It needed a nerf. Case yeah. goes. And, end of story. Yeah. The thing I find amusing is, I guess, the insistence of Vicious Syndicate and and other places saying how good a card this is and how it helps in the warrior matchup and it is kind of the door slamming in the mirror match and and some different things like that yet there's seems to also be a consensus that the better list of tempo demon hunter doesn't include this and and so i'm trying to i guess wrap my head around those two things because those two things seem very counter to each other so so look at it this way that like yes it may sure up your matchup against warrior and if you're able to drop it on turn five against a tempo demon hunter that's gonna pretty much yeah it's gonna put the kibosh on the game at six seven um now it might not you still have i beams you could double i beams it down anyways but the it's just sometimes it's just really awkward and you're well, like there, there's definitely awkward hands that can occur because you have the the raging fell screamer in, yeah. in an outcast position and you'd prefer it not to be mm-hmm. or or this is sitting in an outcast position and it's blocking you from being able to play skull of uh Gul'dan or something like that and, I th- and I, so there's definitely I, I i mean i get that and i i think there's some uh I guess what leads me to believe that that is leading to the opinion of Demon Hunter, the Tempo Demon Hunter, without this card in it being better. But that's where I go back to the stats and the people that are crunching the numbers suggesting that it's not. And well, that's why I'm... So, so I always felt that the Raging Fell Screamer isn't proactive like i would rather be doing something else on turn four than dropping a four four that does nothing like i would rather be um you know swinging hero powering and swinging after playing uh the satyr overseer i'd like to be cleaning up a board freezing their face um there's about a hundred other proactive things I could be doing on turn four other than dropping a vanilla four four. And it's just it, it it just feels like, yes, if that happens, then there's a good chance you could win it. But there's also a lot of chances that you either have a priestess and fury a fury sitting in your hand, and it already feels bad as a demon hunter if you're sitting there on turn two with uh glaive, you know, uh, Warglaze of Azanoth and Skull of Gul'dan and Met- Metamorphosis and you, all your high cost cards in your hand and you're adding two more cards in your deck that just clog up your hand so like I am just saying it, it for me it felt like it It was never a, it was never a contest for me personally playing Tempo Demon Hunter like I did not like the, the Priestess of Fury not that's me playing Demon Hunter, and my frustration with Priestess of Fury is me playing other classes. So, like, I realize that there's some bias, but at the same point in time, you you have to say that that card does not need to have seven health. No, I yeah, that mm-hmm. was where I was starting with this, and and maybe it's my lack of playing. I like I have not played as much Demon Hunter as you have, probably as Deliver has to this point since the expansion came out. It just that was that was just something I noticed in the kind of the last week or two watching Grandmasters, mm-hmm. reading reading meta reports, listening to what pro players are saying. It just kind of felt like there was some things there. But we should right. move on to the Crimson Sigil Runner, the other the other nerf to Demon Hunter that that Deliver was hinting at just a moment ago. Yeah, it was a two attack, one health. Now it's a one attack, one health. Ouch. Oh, just, 
those those one mana two attack minions just don't get to they don't they don't get to be two attack very long not when not when you have the potential upside of drawing a card like that's just no like if you keep a if you keep a uh, sigil runner in your opening hand he's going to be in the outcast position he's going to draw a card it's a 2-1 that drew you a card like it can be a 1-1 one, one. that's fine like you're still like tempo demon hunter still going to be very aggressive um it's a hit but it doesn't break it and it doesn't take the card out of the deck i don't think i am on the fence on whether or not to keep this card in the list okay i'm um, i'm li- i'm listening what do you replace it with if you if you're taking it out of the deck you can replace it with a couple things. You could try Mana Burn. I've mm-hmm. seen a couple people try that. Um, uh, one copy of Consume Magic and an extra copy of uh, the two mana draw two if it's outcast. Oh, um, uh, Spectral Sight. Right. Um, the I I am currently today this afternoon I was playing with the the Crimson Sigil Sidekick uh, list and. Mm-hmm. That one attack actually lost me a game. So I felt it. It was there. But it's interesting to... Because you with it in your hand, you want to outcast... I mean, before you could sometimes debate running this out because you don't have anything else to do because it's a 2-1. It can get some chip damage in. I'm never going to do that as a 1. I'm not going to play a 1-mana 1-1 ever unless I can draw the card. That's Uh, fair. Now, it cycles, sometimes messes up altruists, so there's there's ups and downs to all these, um, but I'm sure someone's going to figure out the perfect list because Demon Hunter is just still incredible. It still has a 60% win rate, so it's some list with some ranks. So I, yeah. if you're climbing right now, still play it if you're wanting to climb, but obviously it's new nerfs and everything try out because other people are trying out new things so yeah uh, if i know we've talked about it in the past but when new metas arise uh, that's a great time to go aggro and tempo mm-hmm. just because a lot of people are trying things that aren't tried and true and like perfected and you will smash people in their face so try it now because uh You'll you'll probably be able to make a decent push of it. So, um, next up we have Hunter, who had Scavenger's Ingenuity uh, uh, nerfed. It was old draw beast, give it plus three plus three. New draw beast, give it plus two plus two. Um, I think this takes away from it being a universal addition to the Hunter decks. Um, but, like, I still think, uh, what do you call it, uh, Highlander Hunter will likely run it, I would figure, maybe, I mean, Face Hunter, maybe? Um, I was playing it in Face Hunter last night. Okay. So, yeah, I didn't think, I didn't think it did enough to persuade Face Hunter from dropping it from the list. So, yeah, and I just, I heard people talking and saying it probably would be dropped from the, uh, the dragon hunter package which makes sense like it's pretty universal to have like just two uh stone tusk boars that are now charging you know three mana four fours essentially so yeah uh, i don't know if there's anything else to be said about that you guys i uh, a buddy of mine in another discord was uh commenting about this saying uh he didn't realize it gave a buff so that just goes to show about this card. Um, <laughs> Excuse me? I... <laughs> is it just two mana draw a card? Is that two is mana that... draw a beast. That's what it's in there for. You get your Zixor Prime. But, That's uh, fair. I mean, it's not going to kill the card. It's a decent nerf. It didn't need to be plus three, plus three. Plus two, plus two is still really strong. You want that with Scrap Imp. I mean, and that's still ridiculous. But all in all, it's, it's still a fun card. Don't cut it. It's fine. Yeah. So next up, we have Rogue. Blizzard makes the 1-5 mistake again. Uh, Shadow Jeweler Hanar was a 1-5. Now it is a 1-4. 
I don't understand how they didn't learn their lesson on uh, uh, what is you know what I'm talking about the the one for that evil miscreant yeah. e- evil miscreant mistake yes yeah, sorry it slipped my mind as I was saying it like well it was so easy to do five damage at three mana yes obviously <laughs> you should be able to do it at two mana yes it was it was so so I'm like this is getting nerfed at some point. And so it did. I mean, it doesn't... I think you have to be a little bit more careful with Hanar. You can't just throw him out on turn two and assume he'll survive to turn turn three. Or especially, the, against, especially against Rogue. Yeah. You, you can guarantee that thing will die against Rogue. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, it's just like, it's like a 1-5 and you're like, if I throw it out and they actually kill it, what did they have to give up to kill it? Am I, yeah, I'm okay with that. You know, like, I didn't need the secret, you know, the secret train anyways. Like, sometimes you just throw them out to be like, what, are you, are you going to remove it or are you going to deal with the secrets? Your choice. And generally what they have to spend that early on the game is tempo for you. So, um, yeah, I just, I think this was needed. Um, but any other thoughts on Hanar? It's yeah. the key. It's still the key cog, uh, a key cog in its deck, and mm-hmm. so you're if you're gonna play, you're you're not gonna play a secret Galakron Rogue without Hanar. You're not gonna play it without the Blackjack Stunner, more than likely. So I mean, I didn't even bother disenchanting. Hanar, yeah, and right. because I I'm planning on probably playing some secret secret Galakron Rogue. He still does what he does. You just you just can't be careless with him, so. Um, it, and speaking it, of, it, and it has the the like like I was saying, it just it has the same rules kind of that with that you have with evil miscreant now, which is there are certain classes that can remove four damage, uh, if you coin them out a turn earlier, play them without getting the extra value out of them. Rogue, obviously, in a mirror match is definitely one of those classes. So you have to be really worried about about playing it just on two there. Yeah. So next we have Blackjack Stunner. Um, so if you control a secret, it's old text was, if you control a secret, return a minion to its owner hand, it costs two more. New Battlecry, if you control a secret, return a minion to its hand, it costs one more. So no more you get to freezing trap their minions um without any input from them and hand locking Dragon Queen Alkstraza, mm-hmm. regular Alkstraza, Ysera, any of the nine mana dragons, you can replay it. So like that's the big thing. Uh sorry, sorry, Caligos. Sorry, original Deathwing. You know, you you still can't replay 10 mana minions, Colossus of the Sands, or whatever that one Colossus is. Colossus of the Moon. Colossus of the Moon, yes. So, yes, you cannot replay 10 mana minions, but now you can actually replay 9 mana, nine mana minions, and it makes it uh, a bit more bearable to have to replay something um, for one more. It was just... Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, that's It was ridiculous at two more. Like that's just it not even not even considering it's just ridiculous. It's just like unless the card has an amazing battle cry, it just makes so many cards unplayable. Like you know, bouncing any one of Demon Hunter uh, minions back to its hand is just like, oh, are you gonna play that again? Probably not. <laughs> Do you want right. to play that one mana uh, or that three mana battle battle fiend? Nope. But now if it costs two. You kind of have to uh, think twice on it. Yeah, they likely can just replay the thing. Like if they played something and then you use this to get tempo on the board, they can probably replay whatever it was they played the following turn. And so it's just like it. Uh, it doesn't feel like it's it's doing enough from a tempo standpoint, unless it's helping you win a game. I mean, I still think it is because if they spend the next turn, like, is if, yeah, played, yeah. yeah, so no, if, if, ter- if turn three, they play a three drop, you play mm-hmm. secret 
blackjack stunner. They play a four drop, their three drop again on four. You now play your four drop. You take care of their three drop. Essentially, you backstab it or do something, or you 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 clean it up. You know, what I mean, they wasted a turn essentially. So, like I said, unless the battle cry is like amazing, like you, no one's gonna likely unless they have to do it to keep them alive. No one's gonna uh, blackjack stunner dragon queen out straws anymore. Where before I was just like. Oh, there's a nine mana minion. That's unplayable. That's unplayable. Like, so you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I I really liked making Dragon Queen Alex Straza cost eleven. Though I'm telling you, <laughs> I mean it's great. Is, it's it's there's something almost cathartic about it because it's like they just did something ridiculous and now they're never gonna get to do it again. This game. That's fair. I'm probably losing, mind you, but <laughs> at least good. they get they, at least that that's the little joy that I get to take from this match. <laughs> to be as fair, they're slamming the other two dragons that they played for zero mana into my face for lethal. I was gonna say you're not necessarily losing. That's not a bad like that's not a bad response to Dragon Queen Alex Straza, especially that if is, the secret that is true. It, like one mana kill kill Dragon Queen Alex Straza. I think you'd take that every day of the week. So like their hand size nine, yeah, yeah, exactly. Put a card in their hand, like a literally an anchor in their hand. They can't remove. <laughs> so, all right, and then we'll move to Warlock in Present Scrap Imp. I'm not going to read it all. It used to, oh. you know, it's dormant for two turns. Wakes up, gives all minions a hand plus two plus two. Um, now it gives all minions plus two plus one. Um, makes more sense to me. Like. It's just every time they do something like this, it's just like you can't give like these small tokeny decks like so much extra health because it just makes them too that card just too powerful. Like, and I, I and I'm not saying Zulok is ultra powerful because if you don't get Imprisoned Scrap Imp, you're still just playing Zulok, which isn't an awful thing. It's not a bad thing, even it's a good thing. But like, it's not like like busted lip busted like that kind of like just way way passed out like where you coin out scrap imp on turn one and then expired merchant uh hand of gul'dan on turn two and then it's like why am i here why did i queue up just give me the loss and let me move on yeah (laughs) my uh my aspirant match this uh this past weekend um was undefeated before going into this weekend game five hits quest warlock versus zulok Hand looked pretty good. Had a bunch of AOA clears. Felt good to be able to clean it up. Finish 3-2. Unfortunately, they said Imprison Scrap Imp on 2. Imprison Scrap Imp on 3. And I couldn't clear the board. This nerf, if it would have been in effect, would have cleared the board. So I'm happy it doesn't need to be stickier. Um, It doesn't kill the card either, which... Even yeah. though I hate this card, it's I'm glad it doesn't just nuke it. Doesn't they just say plus two plus O? Oh. That would be horrendous. But it it makes it it makes it still playable. Well, I mean, how many times do they have to like hit these synergies? Like, you know, like they what it was the war leader used to give you plus one health for the Murlocs. Like who remembers that? Like it's just like, oh yeah, that used to give you plus two plus one. And there's, I've, the, there were other things that did more, and I can't remember off the top of my head, but it's just like, you have to be kind of careful with that. And yeah, plus two, plus two was just a bit too much. So I think this is a good one that makes the card still very playable, but does not, just, you know, makes it more fair. Right. Attack and health buff from one card. Especially if it's like more than plus one plus one, starts to get a bit dicey. I mean, we've had the the South Sea captain for a long time for pirates, and but the thing with this and Murlocs, like you were saying with the with the war leader, those those were tribal synergies and yes. buffs. This is just anything the opponent has in their hand, mm-hmm. and, and likely they're going to have a bunch of one drops. That suddenly are three or four mana cards 
statted wise that they just get to play for one mana and you just you 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 can't deal with that in the in the early game it's just ridiculous when they when they hit the 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 scrap imp and then can like if they coin it on turn one and then be able to do that play three one drops that are suddenly statted like a three or four drop it's just it's it's really difficult to win those games yeah for sure all right, let's, so let's finish up with Warrior real quick. I don't feel like much has changed here. Uh, Blood Boil Brute, it was in uh, 6-8. Now it's a 5-8. Um, I don't see this doing anything to it other than you not being able to do one more attack when you inner rage and uh, <laughs> clone it with Bloodsworn Mercenary. <laughs> right. So, like, it. this doesn't feel like... I don't know what the breaking point on that was or why why that decision was made but it it feels like very token like here see we touched warrior we did things to them mm-hmm. <laughs> um so yeah doesn't feel like it does much to the bloodsworn mercenary so or the, the, big, bo- bo- the biggest thing proof. is it doesn't potentially trade easily into cronks that that seems to be like the only minion that I can really think of that's a six health minion at its base that is seeing enough play that you would want to have this to have six attack to deal with it. But right. likely the way Blood Boil Brute was being played, it was being played with the risky skippers. So the odds that the Kronks is at full health when the Blood Boil Brute is played is almost non-existent. So it doesn't even matter that Kronks is... It, it it doesn't do it cleanly because it probably is clean by the time this thing comes onto the board. So 100%. Yeah. And then the last nerf is the blood sword mercenary. I feel like this is a, I do feel like this one is more impactful is uh, the blood sword mercenary was a three, three. Now it is a two, two. So I feel like that, it like you could use that in chains with the risky skipper and like the armor smith and suddenly you, you can't like you only get one minion off of it before it dies in a risky skipper chain you know what i mean right so and so with with this change i don't think it's too impactful i mean you mm-hmm. get off of your um the Iron Iron Maiden, the two mana one four gain armor. You only get armor smith. You only lose what four six armor with this nerf. Um, yeah, I really think that, like you said, token nerfs. I think both of these are token nerfs. Yeah, I think their stats say, "Oh, this deck isn't that good," but it has such a high skill ceiling that. On paper, yes, this deck's going to be looking like a tier two ish deck, but in capable hands, this deck is insane. Um, it's still the best deck right now, in my opinion. Um, we'll see how people can adapt to different builds and everything, but it, it doesn't change the deck at all. This still. It's a little bit of a joke, in my opinion, but Warrior is. Yeah. By far the best class right now, if you can play the deck. Stipulation, if you can play the deck. I would put games into this deck because it looks like they're not going to be wanting to change this stuff at all. So put the games in, know its ins and outs, nuances, and uh, shoot up. That's, that's yeah. all I got to say. <laughs> I mean, if you want, if you've been watching Grandmasters, any amount, um, the casters I have heard, Saddle, Raven, you know, TJ, everyone basically say, I don't know why you're not banning Warrior in a four, but everyone's bringing Warrior. Like it's like, oh, I think it's a one hundred percent, one hundred percent this last yeah. week. Yeah, wow. it's a hundred percent bring you should be banning it 100%. That says something about the deck. Now, the, the, like like Deliver points out, it's a high skill cap, so these are the best of the best. So the deck is at its best because they can make these micro decisions and make the deck work as efficiently as it can be. So, like, but yeah, it, I mean, 
I like I said, I do like the Bloodsworn mercenary. It feels. I'm not like I said. It was a. It's a token nerf, but it feels more impactful than the blood. Uh, the blood boil brute. So. Mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that's it for the nerfs. Uh, the only other news we have is uh, Golden Classic uh, pack bundle. Six golden packs for fifteen bucks. Uh, if you like golden cards, go for it. If you don't, it's not really a good deal. So I mean, you get more dust out of it, but. I mean, to be fair, if you're going to buy it, now's the time because of uh, pr- uh, your rare production or protection the, and stuff the, like that. The pity time, pity timer on on the actual golden pack. I think there is a separate pity timer for that. Correct. Oh, do you, the do first you, oh, ten packs? Yeah. Okay, so so there's probably a good chance if you've. Your Twitch Prime survive, or, uh, subscriber subscriber. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm on fire tonight. Um, if you're a Twitch Prime sc- subscriber and, you know, what other little promotions here and there, you've gotten a few packs. This would probably, there's a ch- good chance you'll get a legendary out of it. Mm-hmm. Not saying it's 100%, but there's a good chance you'll get a legendary, a golden legendary. And if it's something you don't want, it's still 3,200 dust or 1,600 dust. So, turns into yep. a legendary you do want so i it, uh i i'm a whale personally so i bought this. oh i am too yeah um and i pulled a golden uh, cairn so nice, nice. With that. yeah that's 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 usable that's usable oh yeah i i was gonna say i skipped i skipped on the the last bundle yeah i did I too really need uh Year of the Dragon cards, for the most part. I, I would have liked to have gotten a few more packs of Descent of Dragons specifically, but not enough that I wanted to pay the, I think, $30 right. for the bundle. The, even though the price per pack is not great on this, I still might do it because <laughs> I like getting gold cards. We're not getting gold cards as the monthly monthly reward chest reward anymore. Good point. And uh, I... This is going to be a guaranteed way to get a bunch of gold cards, and so I, uh, I probably will end up getting it. <laughs> yeah, you don't get gold cards; you just get six packs. I mean, <laughs> or, or I mean, I, yeah, uh, I'm not saying that this is. I'm not saying that the new system is worse than the old system. I'm just saying that if I, if yeah, I know, if, I know, if you really I'm like your hard time. Cards, which yeah. I do because I'm a whale, like Deliver just said. <laughs> uh, I, I like getting the gold cards, and so I'd like to get some more gold cards. This is a way that I'm going to do it. So. I, I feel like I'm loyal, too, because I pre-order every set at the like higher level. I don't buy both of them, so I may be a smaller whale, but I still buy every set. And like this was, this past bundle, the Dragon Year, the Dragon Bundle, was the first one I'd missed in a while. So, like... Yeah, and I just, I don't know, gold cards don't really, like, I think they look really cool, and if it's a, if I need it for part of a playset, or it's a legendary, I mean, I keep it, but if it's, if it's an extra one, I generally disenchant, so. I know it's not on the docket, but I'm curious, have you all, have either of you crafted a golden legendary? Uh, I have never crafted a golden legendary. Mm. I've crafted the golden legendaries that were getting Hall of Famed. Yes, okay, yes, I, I, d- I did that, that too. Yeah, okay. I, I other did than that, I, I don't think that I've ever crafted. Like every time I craft a legendary, I craft a regular legendary. Yeah, Me I too. I have, and it was a uh, golden chef Nomi. Oh I, yeah. Yep. Uh, me and uh, the last champ uh, pioneered the chef Nomi priest back yep. a few minutes back. Yep. yep. And that was a the one, the one killing so all day. Brought. You know what? Let's get just golden six sixes on the board. <laughs> didn't didn't you say you got that brought? You got it to Ant, and Ant got it to killing all day. If I remember, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, last yeah. champ uh, played against Ant, and Ant was uh, playtesting with killing all day before Worlds, and killing all day brought it to Worlds. <laughs> to his awesome. demise unfortunately <laughs> i know but still like how, how many people can say that a deck they created got played at worlds so mm-hmm. ah that's awesome so let's move on to our main topic uh so meaty posted an infographic 
Uh, a couple of infographics. Uh, when was this? When did those actually get posted? Uh, it was uh, over the weekend, I think. The, yeah. Uh, the first one. May 16th. Uh, how to structure a Hearthstone turn was on the 16th. And then I think the other one. 17th. Was, a little, was, was the next day. Eighteenth, uh, early yeah, in the morning on the eighteenth. Yeah, so, um, so we're just gonna kind of go through this. Um, so I'm just going to read um, his first post. Um, I'm just gonna read the uh, actual steps, and then we'll kind of go through them. Um, so how to structure your turn, uh, Hearthstone turn, organizing your thinking in a logical way is key to getting complicated turns right. So step one, check for lethal. Step two, ask yourself, what is your plan for the turn? Step three, what options do I have in my hand and which one fits best for my plan this turn? Step four, think about mechanical execution of the turn with the cards you've chosen to play. Step five, rope starts burning. And finally, after the game, reflect on your decisions. So it's just kind of a very uh broad outline of how you should be looking at your turn and these are um the infographic shows like steps one through three are the first 30 seconds of your turn step four is 30 to 60 and step five is the last 15 seconds so um, and we can kind of go through each one of those steps a little bit more. So, uh, Deliver, you want to kind of start out with step one? Uh, yeah. Um, check for lethal. Uh, a lot of people just play for tempo and just, okay, I'm just going to clear board. I'm at low health. So they tunnel vision really hard. Um, I'm raising my hand. I'm yeah, raising my hand. I'm guilty. I'm, I'm, gu- I'm guilty of it too. I've th- there have been turns I've done that too. Like I'm not saying I'm perfect, but like yeah, there's been turns where I'm not thinking about lethal. I'm thinking about surviving. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of these uh, bullet points on here as well, which is super super important, especially if you're playing Demon Hunter. Consider guaranteed two turn lethals. Putting your opponent on a clock is you. That's how you win games. Um, and easy to forget, especially in very close games with hard-fought battles for board. Uh, so that tunnel you know, that tunnel vision gets you a lot of the times, and you see that in GM sometimes because everyone tunnel visions from now, now and then. So. It, it's hard, especially like when there's been the back-and-forth board mm-hmm. battles and you're both kind of chipping at each other, and you know maybe you've got because of what you have in hand plus what's on the board or maybe it's even more slightly complicated lethal uh you could definitely just sort of just miss those things Mm -hmm. and and yeah i'm i'm definitely guilty of that oh yeah same here so deliver step two ask yourself what is your plan for the turn yeah um you know he goes through a few things like do they have a board how do you remove the board um do you need to get aboard yourself? Apply pressure. Uh, he talks about you know put him on a two or three turn clock. Um, do I need to heal? Gain? You know, ask yourself a lot of questions on what you need to do for the turn. Um, and once you get that idea in your head of okay, this is my plan for the turn. I'm at one health, so you know what? I think I need to not die. So how do you not die? Uh, and there's uh, obviously that's a very simple thing, but um, you know you have to a lot of games. You know you really have to ask yourself certain questions like how much damage can they output from hand? And yeah, that's, I think that's the 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 uh, I need to not die is like a very simple thing to say, but then you're like, well, what's on board? What is likely in his hand? What are my worst case scenarios? Right. Do I die to Zephyrus? That's always something that you're thinking about in a lot of games. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, it, it's a very simple step, but it, it's a very important step to uh, starting your game plan. Okay. Cat, uh, uh, who actually got rank one legend uh, on NA and EU the same month with Spellhunter, 
while that when that was when that was big uh replied back and was talking about uh step two also being maybe a, a spot where you ask what is your opponent what is your ask what your opponent can or wants to do next turn because that obviously might play into what your plan is right and and maybe maybe i don't i maybe because of what my opponent could do maybe i do need to think about healing or gaining armor or putting a you know um doing doing something slightly different or 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 some half half measure uh, one to ensure that i don't die i say what one thing i always think of is if i boom pistol boy in my hand uh, what is the best turn for me to drop it on? And I generally am like, well, seven seems pretty good. <laughs> yep. Or, or, or like if you're playing against priest and you build a bit, you have a big board and you're like, well, they got four invokes and I have four minions on the board. Bam. Boom. Pistol bully says, guess what? Galcron doesn't clear my board. You don't get to play Galcron this turn. So it's like, yes, I think that's a very, that's a good one to keep in mind too. Is like, what does my opponent want to do next turn? Right, and uh, some like other things, like other than like, you can play around their large swing turns like those as well, but also little things, um, like in old metas we had um, flanking strike, where okay, turn four, the hunter's always going to be playing flanking strike. How do I play around it? How do I make that card really awkward in their hand? And when you start making their hand really awkward, most of the game. That's how you win those games that you otherwise could have lost easily. Mm-hmm. I think right now the 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 card you're thinking of is three mana, three damage, seal yep. fate. Mm-hmm. So like, sure. do I have a seal fate target? Like, I've been playing a lot of Highlander Mage. I've pinged my face, face a lot, a lot yep. of times going to turn three. One hundred percent, I do the same. <laughs> yeah, it is. If I if I'm if my options are ping my opponent's face or ping my face going into turn three, I'm pinging my face, and that's one thing that's kind of hard to to. That's a hard habit to break is to drag the cursor up to their profile and let go. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, all right. So step three: What options do I have in my hand, and what which one fits best with my plan for the turn? Right, uh, and this is, you know, compare the outcome of each option. You know, you've asked yourself all these questions, and, okay, which one's going to win me the game most of the time? Um, you know, playing cards is usually better than not playing cards. Spending all or most of your mana is usually correct. Um, if you haven't allocated all your mana, look for cheap cards, which you can add in your t- your turn to make it better. Now, these are some bullet points uh, he uh says oh also which option creates the most awkward board for your opponent so like we were just talking about um but uh it it's really important to i mean game planning and not just playing the green cards this is what's going to make you level up the most as a hearthstone player yeah yeah for sure it's just a really Taking that first 30 seconds and evaluating and asking a few questions and trying to figure out what the best course of action is. So, um, step four, think about the mechanical execution of the turn with cards you've chosen to play. Um, so like things like, well, if I play this card, do I kill the card that I need to do something? So I've been playing some quest warlocks. So like, do I need to play Reign of Fire before I play, um, you know, Dark Skies or something like that? Or, mm-hmm. like, I'm setting up Lethal, so I have another breath. I have a Twist or a Soul Fire, and I have Rain Fire. All three of them have to hit face for me to kill them. So I have to order it correctly so that Soul Fire is the last thing I, I play, so I don't discard damage i need so you just have to yeah go ahead mage i was just gonna say this is why the warrior deck is so complicated right yes this is the mechanical execution 
with the risky skipper is what makes this what what makes that deck so difficult knowing the proper order because you know you have the aoe you know you have blood boil brute that can come down because of the number of minions that are damaged on the board this is the if you want to get better at this particular step that that that's how you get better is that that deck is going to help you get better because you're going to have to think about that how much armor do i want to get off this risky skipper do you play the you know i always play risky skipper than armor smith but that's not always right correct you sometimes mm -hmm. play the armor smith first then you play the risky skipper and then you play something else yeah, or you know, even play the armor smith with the risky skipper because you want to just punch him in the face. <laughs> right. Um, I had something I was gonna say, but yeah, no, one hundred percent, you're correct. Uh, that's why warrior is so hard to play. Is that? Um, and oh, I remember, found it. Okay. Uh, yeah. it, it it seems like okay. Yeah, I know. I need to do this. I need to seal fate before I tr trade in. You know, things like that. Um. Uh, but when you're on autopilot, these things happen very easily. Yes. Your subconscious is like, okay, these cards together kill that thing. No problem. Oh, I messed up. Um, even thinking, oh, yeah, I can trans this, kill that minion. Oh, it's at one health. This is bad. <laughs> so taking a time to step back, think, how am I going to do this? Okay. I know that how to sequence it is something that you really have to ingrain and just pound and pound yourself saying, I need to take a step back and think about the order and then execute. Yes, I, I can I can think of a specific example today or a game I lost because I just did something that should have worked but did it because of something else that happened. I had played I was playing Highlander Mage I needed to clear the board with Reno, or I was the incredible, or not the Reno the Rockologist. Um, but so I slapped him down, and nothing happened because a fish flinger had been copied three times by Shadow of Death that was cast by uh, Puzzle Box. And I was like, wow, that sucks. I just like, it's like, yes, here's my answer, and nothing happens. I'm like, well, that was a good game. I should have probably thought of that a little bit more before I did it. <laughs> right. So so one one other note on this particular step is that he talks about positioning of minions. Now, as somebody that kind of cut their teeth on Zoo Warlock, uh, that, that was definitely something that, that was very important because you were trading certain minions. There are other minions that you wanted to make sure continued to stay on the board. But even right now, there is faceless the faceless lackey that could potentially get you something like a, a a direwolf alpha and if you people just throw that lackey out wherever on the board like it doesn't matter but mm -hmm. you could potentially give yourself a better trade by positioning it correctly on the board so that your minion that does have initiative this turn could get buffed by by a minion uh by the direwolf alpha if it comes out of the faceless lackey God, could you imagine if Flame Tongue still cost two? <laughs> oh my! I did not. I have actually not considered that. <laughs> I'm like oh. maybe they, maybe they didn't change that only for even Shaman because uh, those those de <laughs> those decks were in uh, they were working on uh, uh, the that expansion when uh, that had come out or when they started banning it. So yeah, hey kids, I heard you like RNG. <laughs> So the last fifteen seconds of the turn, the rope starts burning. What are we doing here? Um, time to stop thinking and do it. Um, you've taken your time to step back. You know, you've you've made your plan, and you've taken a step back to how to execute that plan, and now just execute. Um, he makes a point here saying if you have a lot of cards to play or draw, e.g., rogue. Uh, Edwin turn or uh, Warrior Battle Rage turn. Uh, obviously, start doing that before you get to the rope. Um, but, uh, you know, taking your time. I mean, these turns are long. You have 75 seconds for a turn. That's not turn one. I hope you don't take the full time on turn one, but that's fine. Mm -hmm. But 
you know, you have the time for a reason. Use that time to your advantage. And that's what he's really outlining here, which is super important for a lot of people to realize that take your time. You know, break yourself of just, I don't know how to play this game. I'm going to play fast because that's what I do a lot of the times and it's not great. <laughs> so I personally need to work on that. But, you know, this what Meaty's doing here is super great. And uh, the people that really want to improve, this is the way to do it. Yeah, for sure. Um, do you have anything to add I, to that? I was going to say, I panic when the rope starts burning. And I start <laughs> just playing things. And the plan that I may have had going into the turn starts to go out the window. And so... I need to start, I, I know I need to start doing things before that rope starts burning. Mm -hmm. And uh, if, if you're like me, definitely try and see if you can't compress the, the thinking down of the first 60 seconds down into about, you know, 45 or 50 seconds. So you get an extra 10 seconds mm -hmm. before that rope starts burning because, yeah, you it, it's very easy to then start making mechanical execution mistakes and and forget what your plan was or whatever because the rope starts burning so definitely think about that and, and i think you know that as a player right if if you're a player that starts to panic when the rope starts burning uh or you have like you're playing on mobile and you right. <laughs> the rope is very very suspect on mobile sometimes <laughs> so if you want to make sure you get everything done Try try and compress that first the first four steps down a little bit so you get a little bit of extra time to to start doing what you want to do ahead of time. Um, so we are we're just hitting over an hour right now, so we'll we'll wrap up here quick. We we'll just go over meaty second infographic real quick. I'll just hit the bullet points, but we'll also link it. Um in the show notes and if it's uh if it's a popular topic uh, you know enough we can um come back to it and i'm sure that this is one of those topics we could spend another half an hour talking on so that's why i'm just saying we're gonna wrap it up here so yeah so we his second one is how to structure your your reflection after hearthstone game reflection is the most important practice for self-improvement not just in hearthstone in anything so stop, step one, thinking time. Step two, writing time. And step three, making sense of reflection. So I will link those infographics in the show notes. So um, you can go ahead and just follow us there um, in, in your show description. And you'll be able to get links to everything we talked about today. So, uh, yeah, you know, these were these were fantastic. I, yeah. You know, Meaty does uh, does coaching on Gamer Sensei and. This is the kind of knowledge that he's in, that he's giving out during those sessions, and it's 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 great that he's willing to share that with the entire Hearthstone community mm -hmm. by by releasing these on on Twitter. So definitely check those out. They're linked in our disc in the Discord as well, uh, so you can find them there whenever you need them. Yeah, coaching is such a great thing. I uh, I have not like I've I've talked to you know obviously some high you know high level players you know Nikolaias deliver you know I've not gotten a lot of coaching outside of that but you know I always I always think back to when I was playing another game and I got to talk to one of the you know high level like in the scene competitive players and just like the insight that I got from you know an hour conversation talking about the game from a pro player is just it's mind blowing. So like, it's always uh, definitely worthwhile to to look at coaching if you if you can afford it. And and getting better at Hearthstone is something you wanna you want some real help with. So there's plenty of sites like Gamer Sensei out there. So I just I just thought of that. Like, and I'm not knocking you, Deliver. You are an amazing player. You're way more. You're higher than I <laughs> by far. So I just want to make sure I'm not. I'm, that was not a knock. Oh no, no, you. for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right, let's wrap up with this week's poll question. All right, this week's poll question. So we talked about Meaty's uh, infographic about how to structure a Hearthstone turn, and so we would like to know if you could be better at one of the steps that he outlined. Which one would it be? 
Is it step one, checking for lethal? Is it steps two and three, planning your turn and figuring out the options? Is it step four, thinking about the mechanical uh, execution? Or is it step five, when the rope is burning? Please vote, let us know, reply, and give us some additional information on your vote or, or give us something, you know, some more information. We would love to hear your thoughts and we will talk about the results of this poll question on next week's show. Yes. Speaking of the show, you can find us on Twitter at Dr3HS. You can uh, join our Discord with our top pin tweet, and you can email the show at Dr3HS at gmail.com. Um, and you can find me at Daring Outline. Mage? Uh, you can find me on twi uh, Twitter at Mage of Death, and then Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Mage Death. And deliver. Find me on Twitter at deliver underscore HS. All right, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in for another longer episode. And as always, you've been listening to Dr. Three. Boom.